You're listening to the Holy Bible One Year Challenge with master storyteller Michael Wood, featuring the easy-to-read version and used by permission from Bible Week International. Enjoy the show! Hello, everyone. Welcome to Day 228. We're continuing in the book of 2 Chronicles. Solomon finishes the Lord's temple, and he puts the Ark of the Covenant into the temple. And then, before a crowd of people, he prays a heartfelt prayer to the Lord. The one thing you want to look out for is if Solomon, after all the gold and all the designers and all the prayer, is God listening? Will God show up or show a sign of favor towards Solomon? And in the New Testament, we're continuing in the book of 1 Corinthians. And Paul explains the selflessness a Christian must have. That even though they are permitted to do certain things, if those things cause their brother or sister to sin, then the Christian or follower of Christ must refrain from doing those things in order to look out for their brother and sister and retain their holiness, righteousness, and purity. If you enjoy the show, visit me at patreon.com forward slash storymaster. You'll find the link in the description box below. By contributing as little as $1 per month, you will enable me to continue this ministry. And you'll get cool rewards too. Together, we're going to get through the Bible in one year. Let's get started. The holy box carried into the temple. Then Solomon commanded all the leaders of Israel, the leaders of the tribes and the leaders of the families of Israel, to meet together in Jerusalem. He did this so that they could bring the box of the Lord's agreement up to the temple from the city of David, that is, Zion. All the men of Israel met together before King Solomon during the special festival in the seventh month of the year. When all the leaders of Israel arrived, the Levites lifted the box of the agreement and carried it up to the temple. The priests and the Levites also brought the meeting tent and all the holy things that were in it to the temple. King Solomon and all the Israelites met together before the box of the agreement and sacrificed so many sheep and cattle that no one was able to count them all. Then the priests carried the box of the Lord's agreement to its proper place inside, the most holy place in the temple, under the wings of the winged creatures. The wings of the winged creatures covered the holy box and the poles that were used to carry it. The poles were so long that their ends could not be seen from anywhere outside the most holy place except right in front of the entrance. The poles are still there today. The only things inside the holy box are the two tablets that Moses put there at Mount Horeb. This is where the Lord made his agreement with the Israelites after they came out of Egypt. The priests from every group had made themselves ready to serve the Lord. They all came out of the holy place. The Levite singer stood at the east side of the altar. All the singing groups of Asaph, Haman, and Jeduthun were there as well as their sons and relatives. The Levite singers were dressed in white linen and had cymbals, lyres, and harps. There were 120 priests there with the Levite singers. The 120 priests blew trumpets. Those who blew the trumpets and those who sang were like one person. They made one sound when they praised and thanked the Lord. They made a loud sound with the trumpets, cymbals, and musical instruments. 
They praised the Lord, singing, The Lord is good. His faithful love will continue forever. Then the Lord's temple was filled with a cloud. The priests could not stay there to continue their service because the glory of the Lord that was in the cloud filled the temple. Then Solomon said, Lord, you have said that you would live in a dark cloud, but I have built a beautiful temple for you to live in forever. Solomon's speech. Then King Solomon turned towards the gathering of all the Israelites as they stood there before him and asked God to bless them. He said, Praise the Lord, the God of Israel. He has done what he promised my father David. He said, I brought my people out of Egypt long ago. From that time until now, I had not chosen a city from among the tribes of Israel as a place to build a temple where people could honor me. And I had not chosen a man to be the leader over my people Israel. But now I have chosen Jerusalem to be the city where I will be honored. And I have chosen David to rule over my people Israel. My father, David, wanted to build a temple to honor the Lord, the God of Israel. But the Lord said to my father, It is good that you want to build a temple to honor me, but you are not the one to build it. Your son will build the temple to honor me. So now, the Lord has done what he said he would do. I have taken my father's place as the king of Israel, as the Lord promised. And I have built this temple to honor the Lord, the God of Israel. And inside the temple, I have put the holy box, which holds the agreement that the Lord made with the people of Israel. Solomon's Prayer Solomon had made a bronze platform and placed it in the middle of the outer courtyard. The platform was 2.2 meters long, 2.2 meters wide, and 1.3 meters tall. Solomon stood on the platform and faced the Lord's altar, with all the Israelites gathered behind him. Then he knelt down and lifted his hands towards heaven and said, Lord God of Israel, there is no God like you in heaven or on earth. You keep the agreement that you made with your people. You are kind and loyal to those who follow you with all their heart. You made a promise to your servant, my father David, and you kept that promise. You made that promise with your own mouth, and with your own hands you made it come true today. Now, Lord, God of Israel, keep the other promises you made to your servant David, my father. You said, David, if your sons carefully obey me as you did, you will always have someone from your family ruling the people of Israel. Again, Lord, God of Israel, I ask you to keep the promise you made to your servant David. But God, will you really live here on earth with us humans? The whole sky and the highest heaven cannot contain you. Certainly this temple that I built cannot contain you either. But I beg you to listen to my prayer. I am your servant, 
and you are the Lord my God, I cry out to you. Hear this prayer that I am praying to you today. Please watch over this temple, night and day, the place you promised to make your home. And listen to my prayer as I turn towards this temple and pray to you. And please listen to my prayers and to the prayers of your people Israel. When we turn towards this place and pray to you, hear us from heaven where you live. And when you hear our prayers, forgive us. Those who do wrong to others will be brought to this altar. If they are not guilty, they will make an oath and promise that they are innocent. Please listen from heaven and judge them. If they are guilty, show that they are guilty. And if they are innocent, show that they are not guilty. Give them what they deserve. Sometimes your people Israel will sin against you, and their enemies will defeat them. Then the people will come back to you and praise you. They will pray to you in this temple. Please listen to them from heaven and forgive your people Israel for their sins and let them have their land again, the land you gave to their ancestors. Sometimes they will sin against you and you will stop the rain from falling on their land. Then they will pray towards this place and praise your name and they will turn from their sins because of your punishment. Then please listen from heaven to their prayers and forgive the sins of your servants, your people, Israel. Teach them the right way to live. Then, Lord, please send rain to the land you gave them to be their own. The land might become too dry to produce food, or maybe a great sickness will spread among the people. Maybe all the food that is grown will be destroyed by insects, or your people might be attacked and some of their cities by their enemies, or many of your people might get sick. When any of these things happen, and people are troubled, and feel the need to lift their hands in prayer towards this temple, please listen to their prayers from your home in heaven. Forgive them and help them. Only you know what people are really thinking, so only you can judge them fairly. Then the people will honor you by following your ways all the time that they live in this land you gave to our ancestors. People from other places will hear about your greatness and your power. They will come from far away to pray at this temple. From your home in heaven, please listen to their prayers. Please do everything the people from other places ask you then people everywhere will fear and respect you, the same as your people Israel. And they will know that this temple I built is for your honor. Sometimes you will command your people to go and fight against their enemies. Then your people will turn towards this city that you have chosen and the temple that I built in your honor, and they will pray to you, please, Listen from heaven to their prayers and help them. I know that your people will sin against you because everyone sins and you will be angry with your people. You will let their enemies defeat them 
and their enemies will take them away as captives to a faraway land. In that faraway land, your people will think about what happened. They will be sorry for their sins. They will pray to you. They will say, we have sinned and done wrong. They will be in that faraway land of their enemies, but they will turn back to you. They will feel sorry for their sins with their whole heart and soul. They will turn towards the land you gave their ancestors. They will look towards the city you chose and towards the temple I built, and they will pray to you. Please, listen from your home in heaven. Accept their prayers when they beg for help, and help them. Forgive your people who have sinned against you. Now, my God, please notice what we are doing and listen to the prayers we are praying in this place. Now, Lord God, get up and come to your special place, the box of the agreement that shows your strength. Lord God, may your priests be dressed with salvation and may your true followers be happy about these good things. Lord God, accept your anointed king. Remember your loyal servant, David. When Solomon finished praying, fire came down from the sky and burned up the burnt offering and the sacrifices. The glory of the Lord filled the temple. The priests could not enter the Lord's temple because the glory of the Lord filled it. When all the Israelites saw the fire come down from heaven and the glory of the Lord on the temple, they bowed down on the pavement with their faces low to the ground. They worshiped and thanked the Lord singing, The Lord is good. His faithful love will continue forever. Then King Solomon and all the Israelites offered sacrifices to the Lord. Solomon offered 22,000 cattle and 120,000 sheep. In this way, the king and all the people dedicated the temple to God. The priests stood ready to do their work. The Levites stood with the instruments they would use to play the music to the Lord. King David had made these instruments to use when they gave thanks to the Lord and sang, His faithful love will continue forever. The priests blew their trumpets as they stood across from the Levites, and all the Israelites were standing. King Solomon also dedicated the middle of the courtyard, the part that is in front of the Lord's temple. There he offered burnt offerings, grain offerings, and the fat from the animals that were used as fellowship offerings. He made these offerings in the courtyard because the bronze altar in front of the Lord's temple was too small to hold them all. The next seven days, King Solomon and all the people of Israel celebrated the Festival of Shelters. People came from as far away as Hamath Pass in the north and the border of Egypt in the south. This huge crowd of people enjoyed themselves for seven days. The next day, they had a special gathering to close the celebration. They had spent seven days to dedicate the altar to the Lord, and they had celebrated the festival for seven days. On the 23rd day of the seventh month, 
Solomon told the people to go home. They were happy because of all the good things that the Lord had done for David and Solomon and for his people, Israel. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 14 to chapter 11, verse 1. So my dear friends, stay away from worshiping idols. You are intelligent people. Judge for yourselves the truth of what I say now. The cup of blessing that we give thanks for is a sharing in the blood sacrifice of Christ, isn't it? And the bread that we break is a sharing in the body of Christ, isn't it? There is one loaf of bread, so we who are many are one body, because we all share in that one loaf. And think about what the people of Israel do. When they eat the sacrifices, they are united by sharing what was offered on the altar. So, am I saying that food sacrificed to an idol is anything important? Am I saying that an idol is a real god? No. But I am saying that when food is sacrificed to idols, it is an offering to demons, not to God. And I don't want you to be united with others in the worship of demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and then go and drink a cup that honors demons. You cannot share a meal at the Lord's table and then go and share a meal that honors demons. Doing that would make the Lord jealous. Do you really want to do that? Do you think we are stronger than he is? Use your freedom for God's glory. All things are allowed, you say. But not all things are good for you. All things are allowed, but not all things are helpful. Think about what is good for others instead of what is good for yourselves. Eat any meat that is sold in the meat market. Don't ask questions about it to see if it is something you think is wrong to eat. You can eat it, because the earth and everything in it belong to the Lord. Someone who is not a believer might invite you to eat with them. If you want to go, then eat anything that is put before you. Don't raise questions about whether something is right or wrong to eat. But if somebody tells you, oh, that food was offered to idols, don't eat it. That's because some people think it is wrong, and it might cause a problem for the person who told you that. I don't mean that you think it is wrong, but the other person might think it is wrong. That's the only reason not to eat it. My own freedom should not be judged by what another person thinks. I eat the meal with thankfulness, so I should not be criticized because of something I thank God for. So if you eat, or if you drink, or whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. Never do anything that might make other people do wrong. Jews, non-Jews, or anyone in God's church. I do the same thing. I try to please everyone in every way. I am not trying to do what is good for me. I'm trying to do what is good for the most people so that they can be saved. Follow my example, just as I follow the example of Christ. Proverbs chapter 20, verses 5 through 14. 
Wise advice is like a well full of water. If you are smart, you will draw it out. You might call many people your friends, but it is hard to find someone who can really be trusted. When people live good, honest lives, their children are blessed. When the king sits and judges people, he must look carefully to separate the evil from the good. Can anyone say their heart is pure? Who can say, I am free from sin? Here are two things the Lord hates, dishonest weights and dishonest measures. Even children show what they are like by the things they do. You can see if their actions are pure and right. Eyes for seeing and ears for hearing. The Lord made them both. If you love to sleep, you will become poor. Wake up and work, and you will have plenty to eat. Buyers complain that the price is too high, but later they boast about the bargain they got. Thank you, everyone. That was day 228. Join us for day 229. We will continue in the book of 2 Chronicles. And in chapter 7, the Lord appears to Solomon. And then you'll hear about all the cities that Solomon built. He didn't just stop at the Lord's temple and his palace. And then someone pays a visit to King Solomon, and that's the Queen of Sheba. You heard her story before. Now you'll hear it again with perhaps a few different details. And in the book of 1 Corinthians, Paul explains and describes some rules for the different meetings that need to happen. He talks about things like covering your hair when you pray. And then he talks about the Lord's Supper in terms of having a ceremony when the church meets together. We hope you enjoyed today's verses. Be sure to leave us a positive review and to share this podcast with your friends and family. Please join us for the next episode as we experience the Bible in one year. Did you know we offer online courses in creative writing, literature, and web design? Visit us at storymaster.online to learn more.